Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic Sea Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by coronatools.com, the nation's leader in garden and landscaping tools. Listeners of the Organic View can receive 20% off their coronatools.com purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. And don't forget to check out our contest section. It has been almost a decade since the world learned about the global decline of our honeybees and the documentary Vanishing in the Bees. Its director, Miriam Hanane, who is an investigative journalist, activist, and entrepreneur, is going to be my guest today to talk about the challenges she has faced since the film's release. So I'd like to welcome to the show the legendary Miriam Hanane. Thank you, June. Thank you. Miriam, to be here. It is so wonderful to have you on the show. Can you begin by talking about your childhood? Where are you from, and what was your family life like? I am Canadian. I'm Egyptian Greek from Montreal, and uh, I would say I grew up rather sheltered. I was raised Coptic. Um, Orthodox, so Christian, not not Muslim, and went to church on Sundays. I grew up in the late 70s and 80s, so definitely ate a lot of food that I do not eat today, a lot of Oreos, mac and cheese, McDonald's, a lot of crap that was maybe associated with um, my family, you know, my love, you know, going to school with a Happy Meal, um, made me feel like my parents cared about me. I had no clue about the the fact that this is junk food and haven't eaten McDonald's in, I don't know how many decades. McDonald's was actually the first job I had at age 13 and did teach me a lot of discipline. And then when I saw that they were kind of recruiting me, kind of like a cult, I, I quit but so I grew up in, in Montreal, which is not America, and I think I grew up quite sheltered when I look back at the world that we now live in um, and being in, in the United States part of the time. I live part of the time now in Greece and have been living in Greece for the past three years, about four months out of the year. I grew up chubby. I grew up with, men, like many women, with um, developing an eating disorder and went through all different types of um, diets and contended with my weight. And I say that now because I, I'm now coaching others and uh, follow a ketogenic uh, lifestyle and arguably in better shape now than when I was in my mid-20s. Yeah, you're definitely in excellent shape, if I do say so myself. You're very physically fit. Miriam, I'm just curious, when did you first become interested in honeybees? When I was 29 years old, I was hit by a Ford Explorer and dragged 50 feet across the cement and had a near-death experience and uh, survived. And I, and I guess when I look at when, you know, when I... Uh, 
was born, the, the cord was around my neck and my heart stopped twice. And, and uh, I just wanted to do something that was bigger than me and be in service. And so the first project that I did had to do with Edson Valdez oil spill and worked with the Robert Greenwald and the Sierra Club and was looking for my own project and George Langworthy, who's the co-director of the film, and I wanted to collaborate. And then the beast flew into my life. He had mentioned that this would make a good documentary and I spent an afternoon and I was really moved by the fact that the honeybees are a sister society, that they're these ancient creatures that work for the greater good. And I, I started having bee visitations after that. And the entire five years that we made Vanishing of the Bees, so many magical uh, occurrences having to do with bees. I mean, for instance, there was one morning where I, I woke up in the apartment that I was living in at the time. The living room overlooked uh, the parking lot, and I woke up and the entire window was covered with honeybees on the inside. I have no idea how oh, they wow. came in. I've had so many instances like that where I'm caught in a swarm, where I'm witnessing a swarm, um, for instance, the day that we were directing Ellen Page, she was in Halifax and we were in my apartment and there's one single honeybee that flew in and stayed in the corner uh, of the room while we were recording with her. Just little things like that that in my heart feel that um, I'm connected with them and so many times they've shown up when I felt despair and I feel like the luckiest girl on the planet, uh, you know, and since then, you know, have kept bees and they have stuck, pun intended. I thought at one point when I was making the film, I remember taking a bath and wondering, wow, what if I become this like crazy bee lady? And uh, I would have never imagined that they would have become such a part of my life and influenced me so much. But I tell people that all roads lead to bee. And we can learn so much from these uh, virgin sisters of toil, as I like to call them. We certainly can. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of your hard work, effort, and continued effort bringing the world vanishing in the bees. It's a film that I recommend to so many people because I think it's a good starting place to understand the gravity of this situation. Just a world without bees is horrific. And to hear from the beekeepers that you interviewed who subsequently have been guests on the Neonicot Snowed View, which is a special series that I produced and co-host with Tom Theobald. Your film is still a go-to today. Thank you, June. Yeah, I tell people that huh, the film is still alive because the bees are still dying. We know that documentaries usually have a fixated, fixed uh, shelf life but the situation is still dire. And thank you for your work as well. Here we are 10 years later, and I tell people that, um, you know, we're the bees. We're the ones who are increasingly, we're, we're the ones who are being poisoned in an increasingly toxic world. And the bees can tell us so much about what is happening with our adulterated food supply in the air, water, 
soil, um, the fact that these neonics are now damaging the coral reef, the fact that they are compared to DDT, but wait, they are five to 10,000 times more dangerous. And we're also looking at the 50th anniversary of Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, where she was admonishing the DDT, and she was also ridiculed. She was actually, they blamed her on an increase in malaria, as if DDT is the only solution to malaria, which is nonsense. Now we're facing uh, basically a defunct EPA. Since the vanishing of the bees, you became an entrepreneur, and you launched a company called Honey Colony. What inspired you to launch Honey Colony? I would say that the honeybees inspired me to create Honey Colony. The idea was to create a, a website where the hive decides what's healthy, where we use hive wisdom and we go and pollinate for the best sources of information, which is our magazine, and the best products. And so the honeybees were really inspirational to create a platform that emulates the hive. And then over the years, we created our own Simply Transformative products, and uh, one of them being the CBD oil that I could say that my entire life has been turned upside down for being a crusader on the front lines offering CBD oil. Uh, CBD helped me, uh, part of my regime, to reverse my autoimmune condition of lupus and fibromyalgia, Ironically, after making Vanishing of the Bees, I was at an environmental film festival in the Dominican Republic, and I myself was exposed to pesticides. I've been exposed to pesticides on not one occasion, but three, and then was diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia. Of course, Western medicine did not acknowledge or um offer a you know chemical body burden as part of what was going on they had a blank stare gave me cymbalta which is an ssri and some prednisone which is a steroid both of which i did not take and sent me on my way telling me that my body was attacking itself and detoxing was a big part of that and a holistic regime that included cbd oil this comes from the cannabis plant the product that we offer is from industrialized hemp with less than 0.03 THC. And the reason why it works so well for a myriad of, of ailments is because we ourselves have a cannabinoid system that was discovered in the mid-80s. We have CB1, CB2 receptors that overlook homeostasis, which is very important. So it, it looks after metabolic pathways, mood, um, metabolism, for instance. So CBD, I mean, is a miracle plant compound. And because of that, and because of the attack on natural alternatives today, um, this, like I've said, my, my life has been turned upside down from a series of, of things that have occurred to impede our ability to offer this to the people. With regards to your illnesses, can we just talk about this in more detail for a moment? What did the doctors exactly tell you, and did they offer any solutions for you? It sounds as though they didn't give you a choice but to find a solution yourself. 
Well, they offered their solutions, which is a lifelong prescription of drugs. And we know that these autoimmune conditions, whether it's uh, lupus or Sojourn syndrome, there's so many different types, are labels. And that in reality, someone can get lupus um, because they have, let's say, Epstein-Barr virus, or they can get lupus because they've um, been exposed to chemicals. So from a functional medicine point of view, we have to really look at the root. And as far as Western medicine goes, they compartmentalize. They do not look at the body as a whole. They do not acknowledge the different factors that can contribute and they just give you a drug, and to tell you your body is attacking itself is a very ne negative belief to adopt when we also realize that 95% of us are, 95% were led by our subconscious. So having this limiting belief and believing that your own body is attacking itself is, in my opinion, very damaging, and they do not have a solution. My ANA levels, which are anti-nuclear antibodies, were 640. The range, I believe, is from 0 to 40. So mine were off the charts, and I did so many things over six years to try to reverse the autoimmune. And I think believing and knowing that the body is amazing, which I now believe, was also very instrumental in, in healing myself and believing that I can heal myself. So, you know, Western medicine doesn't even acknowledge uh, food is thy medicine, which is crazy. That's because yeah. they can't make money off of it. I mean, the yeah. bottom line is, from everything that we've been seeing over the course of the last couple of decades, if there's something that people can do that doesn't require a prescription, it almost seems as though industry and that's the pharmaceutical industry, will say, no, 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 you, you really don't want to do that. You, They'll say, eat a healthy diet, but they don't want you to do things holistically. They want you to still be dependent upon the drugs that they manufacture because that's how they stay in business. Absolutely. The pharmaceutical industries are making billions of dollars, and I've now firsthand felt what it's like to be taken down or attempts to be taken down for selling a compound that, I mean, I've spoken and continue to speak to so many that are suffering that have found relief from our CBD oil. Um, there's, I tell people that everyone and their mama is making CBD oil now and that there's certain things that they have to look for as far as, for instance, the CBD oil will degrade 80 to 90% in the liver. So if you're seeing, you know, kombucha with CBD, that's just marketing BS. It's it's not accurate. You have to either take it liposomally or rectally in order for it to get into the bloodstream. It's also important to note, for instance, that CBD is a cannabis is a bioremedial plant. So when you learn that they what does that mean? That means that it pulls toxins from the earth, that they literally used cannabis to clean the soil in Chernobyl of radiation. That shows how powerful it is. So whether you're sick or not sick, you do not want to be um, imbibing cannabis from 
that's not organic. There's so many things to look for. And like I said, the, the, the attacks that we've undergone, the series of unfortunate events that you cannot say it's the system, but it is, I mean, you cannot say who exactly is doing it, but it's, it's the overall system. On one hand, the government has patented cannabinoids and recognized its antioxidant, neuroprotective, anti-inflammatory uh, healing abilities. And then on the other hand, they have put um, CBD from marijuana extracts up there with LSD and heroin as a Schedule One drug, stating that it has no medicinal properties. I mean, right there, that just making that statement shows the hypocrisy, the greed, and what is occurring is that the FDA is in bed with Big Pharma, the main company bringing their fake faux CBD is GW Pharma, and they are partnered with, guess who? Bayer Crop Science. What are the chances? So that's just a fact. Isn't this kind of a parallel situation to what happened with hemp? Because I remember doing an interview maybe about 10 years ago with the Hemp Council. And from what I understood, the reason that hemp was banned in the United States as far as growing it in the United States basically boiled down to the fact that it was something that was very, it was a fiber that was very strong, but it would have wiped out the entire paper industry. Exactly. I mean, the Constitution was written on hemp. This is, this is part of the hemp war. And depending on whom you ask, uh, hemp or CBD from stem and stock is legal under the 2014 Farm Bill. So it's the DEA that is scheduling, that is making it a Schedule 1. And also there is a movement to put a lawsuit against Jeff Sessions and his basically renewal, this war on drugs. So there's a federal lawsuit that currently is challenging cannabis classification under the Controlled Substances Act. And it's it's very interesting what's happened. On one hand, there's so much involvement on medical marijuana and this again this cbd oil at least that we offer is from industrialized hemp now you want to have the full terpenes and cannabinoids in the plant whole plant synergy you can never beat nature you can make all these faux fake substances but and try to patent just like we've patented seeds but you cannot compete with the way God, universe, nature intended. And so there's currently a lawsuit against Attorney General Jeff Sessions challenging the constitutionality of cannabis classification. So we will see what occurs. I would like to just maybe state a few of the things that we've undergone as, as far as the consequences of selling CBD to the people last year, you know, after... This is a startup. This was not flush with tons of venture capitalists. This was an initial investment, Honey Colony, of 200000 And from 2015 to 2016, we went from 200000 in sales to a million. So even though we weren't in the green, we were finally on our way. 
we developed our own CBD formula and we were uh, making about 75000 a month. Um, and this, again, from the perspective of entrepreneur who, you know, made $11,000 last year. So I'm living in a different paradigm where I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by giving back, being in service and helping others and being abundant that way. Facebook in 2017, for instance, our Facebook ads took three years of our proprietary data, just gone, all of our, you know, campaigns. And then we were shut down by PayPal because they were a merchant processor. They were holding on to $36,000 of our money at the time. At the time, I guess uh, a press pass still made a difference. And I stated that I was a journalist, and within a few hours they released those thirty-six thousand because it would have been very detrimental on running operations. Then we started; we were shut down by all the mainstream processors, so Square, Stripe, QuickBooks. So 2017 was us chasing merchant processors. So every time you do not have a merchant processor, basically you are not able to make any transactions. You have customers. And you have products, but you are not able to um, make make the connection. And so, if you have two weeks, that's you know that's about thirty thousand uh, right there. Then we found a high risk. So CBDs actually considered a high risk um, merchant processor that ended up defrauding us twenty thousand dollars. That's also very common. So at that point, when you don't have money. Uh, it's very difficult to buy products for customers. So the strain that occurred where in reality we had people who purchased CBD oil in July and only got it in December, a testament of how powerful our formula is, how people are, are dedicated and patient. But of course, no business wants to disturb customers in an age where they're spoiled by Amazon. So recently... Um, we were permanently banned by PayPal, even though we do not make any transactions of CBD on Honeycalling. We had to move all of our assets and literally create a new website. And then I had a processor, another processor, high risk, and they sent me in December revised website compliance requests that included going into testimonials and scrubbing words like cancer, fibro, lupus, any disease. Now, we know in the health and wellness space that we are not allowed to make any health claims, and we abide by that. But it's something different as a journalist who believes in the First Amendment to go in and alter people's words and reviews. Then we were also told that SDA... Miriam, I'm excuse, yes. excuse me. Can yes. can you just elaborate on what exactly they wanted to do? Could you explain in more detail what exactly was it that they wanted you to do to these reviews? Because that's fraud. Well, the processor asked us to go into testimonials. So if Jane Doe wrote, "I have used your CBD to help." heal my cancer, I was to go in there and remove the words cancer, um, any disease, ailment, anything that's not just super vague to alter. Now, what I have learned 
since is that the processors oftentimes can dictate their own terms, which are even more stringent than the FDA in order to protect their booties. So that was one thing they asked. Another thing was to, quote, FDA deems other research as bias. FDA, that is medical mafia in bed frolicking with big pharma, they dictate what is bias. <laughs> What a joke. And so when I asked, well, how about studies that I've linked to PubMed or the NIH, which are governments, um, is that considered bias? They were not able to respond to me. I gave them lip and um, was upset. And then that evening when I went to do a transaction in the portal for the merchant processor, I had been locked out. It's now been a month. They have not told me when they will release my money. So when you have PayPal holding on to 3000 and you have this processor holding on to 10000 how are you supposed to conduct your business when you're being strangled? It's uh, Luckily, I have a lot of customers that are thanking me. I'm looking at a note that someone wrote. Thank you for fighting so hard to help to help people on the earth. But this has been very, very stressful for me personally. I've had to lay off, you know, 12 people. I, I built this from scratch. And having to run operations due to all the funds that we have lost, running a beautiful business that's actually helping and empowering people. You know, being banned by PayPal, you would think I tell people that I'm selling smack or guns. I can't get over that you're doing something that is legal, but yet you're being harassed and treated as though you're a common criminal. Yeah, I don't understand either. I think it depends on whom you ask. I'm pretty confident. I know people that are selling CBD on PayPal without any issue. And I, I was also told to scrub the site of the word CBD to replace it with the word hemp oil. I mean, this is coming to America. I realize this country is one big loophole. We're living in not so times. What can I say? I'm speaking to customers and I'm so, I'm galvanized. My conviction to continue having spoken to so many people that are benefiting from what we're offering, having lost so much income looking at different funding uh, possibilities. I was speaking to one funder and he was asking me what I sell and I did not mention the CBD, but I mentioned silver, which is an ancient remedy, natural antibiotic in a world where we're living with antibiotic resistance epidemic, where we have a crazy um, version of the flu this year. And he told me promptly, oh, as soon as I mentioned silver, he said, oh, we're going to close this dossier. You are selling things that are speculative. <laughs> Just speculative because they they um, swept silver under the proverbial rug with the advent of penicillin and other antibiotics. And we know now that you can you can suffer devastating side effects from antibiotics. I many people that I consult with when I look at their history grew up such as I 
on antibiotics, which completely, completely obliterate your gut uh, bacteria. We know now that we are more bacteria than human cells, that our intestines, our gut are intrinsically linked with our brain. And we are now, I tell people, the zombies are here with, the, with these toxins that have been shown to rob us of IQ points, coupled with the crap diet that people eat. There are something is not, many people are walking around and they're not there. They're not awake. They're not realized their potential as a human being. They are just um, asleep. And I certainly am not asleep and will continue to, to uh, fight for the right to be healthy and serve as an inspiration having been run down by a SUV and exposed to pesticides and reversed an autoimmune and here to tell people that they can survive and thrive. It is possible. Well, just the fact that you were able to heal from the solution that you created is a living testimony. You mean with with the poisons? No, no. Just the fact that with your your recipe for CBD oil, your health, your current health, gives testimony to the fact that this is something that is healing. It is healthful. And the fact that you're being persecuted like this is just preposterous. Yes, it's very difficult uh, to prove that I've been persecuted. However, I can just say, look at all the facts. This, 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 and this has happened. And people can make their own decision. And CBD oil was definitely a component. I tell people that if they're chowing down on fried chicken and looking and, and taking CBD, they're not realizing the potential benefits of this medicine. Food is by medicine. And that's at the core. And rather... For me personally, to shame, I, I believe everyone should eat for their own self depending on what they are treating, but the most important thing is to eat clean. The p- real problem is modern agriculture with its pesticides, with its monocultures, <clears throat> the fact that we are creating superbugs and we now have like Roundup Ready Plus or whatever because these poisons you know, we're trying to beat nature, and these superbugs are a testament. Viruses, bacteria are ancient and quite intelligent, and we are losing. And the idea that we have to feed the world with these measures, with genetically modified crops and whatnot, is just absolute nonsense and is not true. It's propaganda. Uh, you and I have worked enough with nonprofits like Beyond Pesticide, Center for Food Safety, Pesticide Action Network, people who are on the front lines trying to change policy. And now it's becoming increasingly difficult given the Trump Pruitt. Like I said, I thought that the EPA was bad then. Now it's, it's arguably defunct. And just recently uh, came across a quote by Jenna Reed, who's a science and policy analyst for Union of Concerned Scientists, stating that, you know, at a time when EPA staff is shrinking and science advisors at the agency are underutilized, it is critical that the agency act to enforce safeguards that really protect people informed by the evidence. Now, 
all environmental decisions coming out of administrator Pruitt's private meetings are with industry and agribusiness. It's the, the scientists at EPA are treated as irrelevant. Whatever, whatever shred of, of goodness or help that the EPA offered back then. I mean, when you watch Vanishing of the Bees, David Hackenberg, the main beekeeper, says environmental protection, whatever, because it wasn't protecting anything back then, and now we've just reached a new depth of uh, incompetence and greed. Miriam, where are you going to go with your company, do you think that you'll remain in the United States or do you think that you'll take the business overseas or even to Canada? Well, I'm open to whatever is best. I am happy to move out of the United States if need be. Uh, that remains to be determined, right, remains to be seen right now. I'm speaking to different potential investors looking for partners to help um, my own <clears throat> my own goal was to have started um, the functional medicine coaching, which I'm already doing, taking taking a course, and that has I've been unable to even be a journalist because I'm running I'm running operations and trying to recover from about two hundred thousand dollars in losses. So we will see. I think this year will will have a lot of movement on the CBD front. And I believe that CBD has reached a critical mass where people know the benefits. If you read mainstream media, they are spreading disinformation where they are telling people, like articles I've read in BuzzFeed, where they tell people that the only proven benefit of CBD has been shown on epilepsy patients. Huh, I wonder why. Because any moment now, a pedalox from GW Pharma is going to come to market. Uh, even the World Health Organization has issued preliminary reports on the benefits and safety of CBD. The cat is out of the bag, folks. So to, to try to erase and put all this misinformation out there, people, I have people for my formula, because when you do your homework and you realize there's a lot of crap out there, the fact that people from Norway, Greece, uh, Australia, UK, Canada are seeking out to get CBD. One in every two people has a chronic illness today where this trajectory that we're upon is, is not going to change. Uh, we have to take health into our own hands and educate ourselves. And CBD is definitely uh, a beautiful plant compound that can help heal in conjunction with other you know, with a holistic regime. So it, it remains to be seen where, where we're heading. All I can do is continue to talk and uh, get the message out there. Well, Miriam, I hope that at some future point you can make some time to come back on the show because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in the things that you're doing, especially so many that are suffering unnecessarily with the myriad of illnesses and not to mention our veterans, so many veterans who are being refused treatment or are not given the funds that they need in order to seek the treatment after so bravely serving our country. So, Miriam, thank you so much for taking the time, for coming on the show, and for basically allowing people to understand many of the challenges that you're facing personally. 
Thank you, June. I tell people that appreciation is a form of currency, and I am on the front lines of this movement for the people who will come after me, and I, I do hope that they realize that because a lot of our customers have had to pay because they've waited. It's not like I said, you know what, I got robbed, you got robbed too, bye, which I could have done, which maybe the average person would have done, um, but I have put myself on the back burner for this cause because I, I believe in, in leading a life with purpose, having almost died and serving the greater good and I believe in our right to be healthy and I believe in our right to clean food, clean air, clean water. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, please check out the companion article which will appear on theorganicview.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, please write to us at questions at theorganicview.com. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon. Thank you.